Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got two stories about the hype happy world of streetwear. The recognizability is key to Supreme's power as a brand, but the items are also purposefully difficult to get a hold of, and their products are kept in high demand by very limited releases. Nike and Supreme continue to do limited edition product drops because they only care about hype, not making you happy, argues news writer Ian Cervantes in a story for InputMag.com. Those brands should take a lesson from Telfar, which favored accessibility over scarcity by putting its coveted shopping bag up for pre-sale. Here's Ian reading an excerpt from his piece. Brands like Nike and Supreme have become what they are because of their early devotees, but clenching to scarcity has left those loyal fans behind. By doing little to address the barriers that have been enacted by a hype-induced landscape, it says they don't care about who gets their hands on their products or if they become a windfall for those savvy and shameless enough to break the game in their favor. Resellers, it seems, are the only ones truly thriving in this environment. Everyone is left to cry over unobtained milk on social media. Welcome back to the show, Ian. Yep, thanks for having me. So as you explain in your story, drop culture was born out of necessity, but it doesn't seem like it really needs to exist in 2020. It's kind of taken all the fun out of the game. We're in this place where when you're talking about like sneakers or streetwear, a lot of times you're kind of just talking about it like as a fantasy, as a theory, because realistically you're not actually going to be able to obtain any of these things unless you're engaging in nefarious practices or have a shit ton of money to to spend on the resale market. People seem particularly pissed about Nike's Mamba Week, which was ostensibly done to honor the memory of Kobe Bryant. So this Mamba Week thing, man, like, it's crazy. I've never seen so many people just mad and upset and hurt about products being released than I have this week. And, you know, these are people like myself that take L's on a pretty normal basis. The thing is with that, like, With how big Kobe Bryant was, you're kind of expanding to a bigger consumer base, people who aren't normally dabbling in this world, but who just happen to be fans of Kobe Bryant. And yeah, they had a week of limited releases, and it kind of followed the same script as a lot of other things in streetwear and sneakers, where it was very limited, it it sold out, and then it was reselling for insane prices, which seems particularly gross when you're dealing with something that's trying to honor the memory of a dead man. So you argue in the piece that brands like Nike and Supreme are effectively leaving money on the table when they're doing these exclusive drops. Why don't they change their ways? I guess it's this fine line where scarcity is part of the appeal, but it seems like there's clear room between like putting things on every shelf in the country and leaving so many people frustrated. I really don't know why they don't do it, particularly in cases where charities involved, you know, you would think that you want to maximize the revenue. That was the case with a box logo that Supreme did with Murakami for the coronavirus. You would think you could do a pre-order, maybe even for just 24 hours, so you're doing it somewhat limited, but everyone who's kind of on top of it has the chance to get it. In the piece, you point to Telfar as a brand that's doing these sales right. How so? Yeah, so... Telfar's shopping bag has kind of risen to it bag status over the last couple of years and kind of unexpectedly because the whole point is accessibility. Um, it's made of vegan leather. It's relatively affordable. The bags range for $150 to $250. And 
as they've kind of seen this increase in stature, they've started to sell out the same way that sneakers and streetwear have. But Telfar Clemens, the founder and and designer, he decided that this was running counter to the entire point of it. So for 24 hours, they took pre-orders on every single one of their bags, every size, every color, and said, hey, you know, you're going to have to wait four to five months to get this, but we're going to make a bag just for you. The worst time in the fashion industry has been the best for me because I feel like we don't really fit into the fashion industry. We've always worked differently. We've always done things our own way. And that was like part of like why we introduced the bag security program, because it's like this bag is supposed to be accessible, supposed to be something that everybody can get. You know, I based the price off of like, you know, how much someone in nightlife makes in one night. So I really want this to be something that goes around and something that people have, you know. And it shows when you have those principles, if you have something that you really want to stick to, you can definitely make it happen. And I guess Nike and Supreme could probably take a lesson from them. Yeah, they definitely could. I mean, it seems doubtful that they will. It's kind of wishful thinking. Obviously, even if they could be making more money, they're not really hurting. There's not necessarily a lot of motivation for them to change. But at the end of the day, the people that are benefiting from the status quo are people who aren't really interested in actually engaging with this product besides profiting off of it. You can follow Ian on Twitter at Ian underscore Cervantes. Now on to today's second story. Inside of this package, a levitation device capable of levitating a sneaker. You probably didn't even think there was that you had a need for that. Well, that just means you're not enough of a sneaker head. InputMag.com senior editor Edgar Alvarez is weirdly in love with the Hypelev, a $250 display stand that makes your sneakers levitate. Edgar recently wrote about the gadget, which uses electromagnetic currents. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. There are certain accessories that are essential to anyone who loves sneakers, like a cleaning kit that's going to ensure your pairs are always looking and staying fresh. Then there are others that don't exactly have a functional purpose, but are great to flex your collection, like a $250 display stand that makes your sneakers levitate. Because why not? That's the Hypelift, a device that helps sneakerheads and hypebeasts showcase their prized possessions in the most unconventional way possible, by turning sneakers into floating decorations that can spin around in the air. Welcome to the show, Edgar. Oh, thanks for having me back. I, I miss being back here. So, listeners, you're going to have to go to InputMag.com to see the HypeLev in action. But, Edgar, can you explain a little bit how it works? The device itself is pretty simple. And, you know, the main aspect of it is that it makes your sneakers levitate. And the way it does that is actually pretty simple. You know, it uses big, thick magnets. And that's how it's able to make, you know, the sneaker sort of float around in the air. Really, the only purpose of it is for you to flex your collection or showcase your sneakers. And it's pretty good. I mean, Hypebeast like to showcase and show be showboats about whatever new shoe they got. So this is a perfect way to do that at their home or office or wherever they decide to put it. So it should be said, you put the magnet in the shoe and then there's also a fan that causes the shoe to rotate, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, the way the system works is, you know, it's a display stand. You stick a magnet to the back of the heel of the shoe on the inside. And then, you know, you sort of align it with the top of the display stand and then you'll feel like a little pool 
that immediately tells you, hey, this is about to work, and then you just let go. At, at first, it took me a little bit to sort of trust the system, but once you feel that pull from the magnet on the actual display, you know, pulling the sneaker, you sort of feel this stiffness, and you're like, all right, cool, I can let go, and then you let go of it, and then it starts just doing its thing. And, and the fan itself is more uh, to sort of make the system, you know, a little bit more show booty, and it makes the sneaker turn around and, and spin around for as long as you want it to be. Like I mentioned in my article, one of the small annoyances is that the fan is kind of loud. So if you have it on, my wife and I were trying it in our silent office. It got pretty annoying after a, a couple of minutes or so. So we're like, all right, let's turn this off. But you know, once I have my sneaker room and a future house that I will own at some point, I would love to just have this just for whenever friends come over and they'll be like, what the hell is this dude? Beyond having one of these at your home, is there any other use you could think of for this device? Yeah, definitely. It's one of the things I mentioned in my story is that you can imagine, you know, walking into a store and having a row of like 10 of these. If you're uh, someone who owns a boutique or even a big brand like Nike or Adidas and they want to have a different way to display the shoes they're trying to sell, this could be a really cool way. I don't think that's what Hypelev is trying to do. I don't, they're not marketing this as a device for brands or shop owners, but I think if you look beyond the main use case scenario here, I think it could be really cool to walk into a store and see, you know, like 50 of these. Or even if someone is just wants to have an art display or something and they want to showcase a hundred sneakers and they can have a hundred of these, but that would be a lot of money, but you can just see people using them in different ways. You can follow Edgar on Twitter at ABCDEdgar, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening. 